Welcome to The Camp Guys, a podcast where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. My name is Grayson Phillips, and in each episode, I'm going to lead us as we talk about different challenges we face in camp ministry and how we overcome them. So let's dive right into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to part two of the 10 Worship Commandments on the Camp Guys podcast. Welcome Jay, back. Welcome real back. Real quick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. You doing great? I'm great. I can't wait to finish out these commandments. They yeah. were really, really good. Absolutely. Let's do a quick, uh, Grayson, rundown one through five, mm-hmm. right quick. Yep. Just run, run, run them down. Yeah. So, number one, we had music behind the focus, and that was just talking about making sure there's music behind the transitions leading into number two, which is transitions. You want to make sure you are flowing from one point to the other mm-hmm. and um, keeping that going uh, very smooth. Number three, we got song count, and that talks about repeating songs, not having too many songs in the week. Very um, good. And then number four, knowing your audience, knowing who you are trying to worship to, uh, what age group, um, everything like that. And then number five, knowing your AV and what you are working with. All right, here we go. The new ones are number six. Number six, we have being disciple-driven. So what that means is um, when you have a worship team up there, you don't want a worship team that's just up there singing the songs and you know, hoping it sticks to the to the students out in the audience. You want um, a team that's really listening to the spirit, that is willing to worship with the kids and lead them in worship rather than just sing to them. Yeah. So a couple stories here. We've had all kinds of band people. I mean, I'm talking unhindered professional. I'm talking about professional people mm-hmm. uh, that do this all for a living. Uh, come to our camps over the past uh, 16 years and. It's great when you finally get a band that is is really hungry for God, yeah. and you can tell that in a the group. They're not just there to do a job, but they're there to really minister to to the audience. Mm-hmm. And I I don't care how good you are, that it has to be the first qualification of of hiring a band or summer staff. I know some of you probably put your summer staff. Your summer staff is working literally all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're, they're doing wrecks and then they're, they're going in and doing worship too. I, I would ask you maybe to pray about that and invest a little bit more money into somebody that, you know, even if it's a person with just a guitar, just to come in and lead worship and, and be able to go out and talk to those little girls and little guys that want to be worship leaders, you know, cause it's a huge ministry. Yeah. Awesome, and that leads to into our uh, seventh point, which is destroying the box. So with that, um, I just want to talk real quick about this beautiful moment we had this summer um, where our uh, one girl that was leading worship, her name is Blake, um, she destroyed the box, and a student just came up to her while she was singing a song, and she just held that student's hand while she was singing, mm-hmm. and just you're separating the audience and the stage. I mean, you are just establishing that you're all in there worshiping together, whether you're on stage with a microphone, whether you're out there, um, you're worshiping together. And that also goes into when you're out. You don't want a, um, a worship team that's just staying in the green room that doesn't talk to anyone. Um, none of the campers just interact with them outside of worship. You want a team that's going to go out there, play volleyball with them, play gaga ball with them, like establish those connections and grow with them so that they can really trust you more as you're leading them in worship. Yeah, I, one of my best things I ever thought of was a, a question and answer time with the band. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't think we did it this summer because no. this is COVID COVID nineteen yeah. summer, so nothing was normal. But normal well, on like a Thursday afternoon at three o'clock, we say, "Hey, if you got any questions about music mm-hmm. or the band, that helps destroy the box." But what Blake did on stage, yeah. she basically reached down. I mean, if you could ma- imagine an ACDC concert. I mean, that's kind of way our, our services are, are set up. <laughs> maybe that's not the best. Uh, no, maybe not. But, you know, you got your lighting, you know, your place is full, and she reached down. I, I think the young lady might have been crying mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that, and Blake reached down and just held her hand. It was yeah. a really moment. I was there. I, was there. I saw it, yeah. too. It definitely destroyed the box. Yeah, and we had moments where we – the whole band would come up and just invite all of the students up and just pray over them as a band. I mean, just establishing this relationship. It's very important. So going to our eighth point, which is have a plan. Um, This goes into details. um, And also having a plan whenever that plan falls through. So we use a really cool thing. Um, Some of y'all might use it called Planning Center. Um, And with that, we detail everything what's going to happen, what song, what's going to happen after that song. We even have the countdown video in there. Like We have everything in Planning Center, and details are the biggest important thing. I mean, mm. so we want to make sure everything's detailed out and also ready to go if something falls through. I refuse to get on Planning Center because yeah. I have too many th- apps anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just I just kind of left that to Grayson this yeah. summer to do, and, and people before even Grayson, mm-hmm. I never got on Planning Center. But to print, just print them out. Yeah. Print them out. Yeah. Because there are some people that are not everybody thinks everybody's as techy as uh, as you are mm-hmm. and that's not true yeah. so always have a printer ready to print them out because th- you got to have a plan mm-hmm. so let's talk about details of those plans right well you got a thirty thousand foot view hey this year our theme is camp okay there's your thirty thousand foot view mm-hmm. okay the theme this year's camp so you're riding down the road and you hear a song that has to do with camp and you write it down you're like hey we're gonna throw this in our arsenal mm-hmm. but then you got a twenty thousand foot foot view okay now you know the theme is camp but now you got to start planning out the sessions mm-hmm. and getting down uh, what songs you're going to do. Yep. And then you get down to the 10,000-foot view. You actually can see the kids. You have to have what I call, and y'all going to think I'm really spiritual, an outer body experience. Mm-hmm. Is this song more anthem-driven, or is it a specialty song? Can you hear your audience singing the song? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I seriously see myself in the middle of our worship area and and like want to play the song on the sound system and just say, can I hear this? Yeah. It doesn't matter how cool the song is. I don't care how many top songs Carmen had mm-hmm. in the 90s. It, it, it's about what you can specifically hear your camper singing. And then the last one, you got the thousand uh, foot, foot view, and that's when you can actually see the texture yeah. and the paint and the tears on their face. Yeah. Is this song going to work? Those are kind of planning details. That That's the culture I want to create. Mm-hmm. And if I was you guys out there, I would do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. There's not too many times that we change songs on the cuff, mm-hmm. except if I feel like God's telling us to. Yeah. Or, you know, the worship leader's like, man, I just don't kind of feel this song. You know, tonight let's do this instead. That's when we change. But that going back to only having nine songs, every song's approved. Yeah. So now you can swap them any which way you want to mm-hmm. as a worship leader. Yeah. Um, so if you are interested in using Planning Center at your camp, um, 
there are free versions out there. I believe you can get uh, five people on your planning center um, in your program with the free version. Um, so Seth, definitely look into that. That's something that's really helped us with uh, planning out our details for our services. So going into number nine. Commandment nine. Commandment nine. This is not a Wednesday night camp. So you want to tell us a little bit about what yeah, that means? Yeah, man. So <clears throat> this goes back to my very first camp. Me and Nathan Vest was unloading the U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And the U-Haul was full. We was loading in. And Nathan, it was, it was raining cats and dogs. And we opened up the trailer. Nathan Vest looked at me, who's now my operations guy, and said, man, this is overkill. And we were literally, we only had 80 kids in a basement of a house. But, man, we brought in staging. We had lights. Man, we had everything we could possibly bring in. And I said, yeah, man, we're going to, anything we do, we're going to overkill it. Yeah. So the, the, the philosophy is not your Wednesday night camp. Can churches take minute to win at games back and do them on Wednesday night? The answer to that question is yes. Well, we as a camp don't want that to happen. Yeah. When we do something, we want them to mimic it but can't duplicate it. Yeah. Uh, so our minute to win at games may be with our staff fully in costume. It may be with extreme video and audio support, mm-hmm. custom stuff, not just stuff ripped off of online. It may be a whole um, different, different setup than what they would typically do. Yeah. Maybe a custom desk we would make. Instead of just bringing a white eight-foot table mm-hmm. on on the stage, if they can do it on Wednesday night, we don't want to do it in our services. We want to, uh, for example, we went to, like, like a lot of you guys, went to the National 3CA Conference. Mm-hmm. One of the nuggets we brought back was the talkback mic that uh, they were throwing out in the audience and giving away Starbucks a gift card. Well, I bought a talkback mic. Mm-hmm. Here's why. We can go out and we can have kids have a burping contest, right? Yep. Who can't do that? People can do that on Wednesday night, yeah. but they can't throw away, throw around a talkback box yeah. because it's fourteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. So when you think about it, man, you know what? This is simple. Well, make it unsimple so that it, you can you can be duplicated but not manipulate. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> they can manipulate yeah. the game. But it can't duplicate yeah. the experience. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. And then our last commandment. Last one. For the Ten Commandments of Worship. Um, and that's just allowing the Spirit to move. Um, we, we talked about details and planning out every event um, that is going on in your worship service. But you also want to make sure that you're leaving space for the Spirit. Um, and that when the Spirit says something, I mean, it's our job to follow and, um, and go with that. Um, an example of that for this summer uh, we had a song that we did in the mornings. We just didn't do it at night. It was more of a morning worship song for us. But um, the band, we were sitting back um, in the in the green room for uh, listening to the message, and we just felt on our hearts that we needed to bring that song up after the last song. So, I mean, no one knew it was coming. We shot a text real quick to our purpose presenter guys. They had this song ready. And, I mean, we just went with it, and that was one of the most – I mean, I think that was actually the song that Blake reached out and held the girl's hand. I mean – um, just allowing the spirit to move. If you're listening to the spirit, everything's going to go great. I mean, and I want to warn all you guys. I think one of the biggest distractions mm-hmm. for the spirit of God moving is a brand new thing called Ableton. Yeah. It's amazing how we can get major tools in ministry, which means you can have a drummer 
and a guitar player that sings too and have a full band on stage because of Ableton. Mm -hmm. Ableton allows you to be able to bring in all these tracks. You can take out tracks. You can keep tracks in. You can do vocals the same way. But most bands at churches running 3,000 or sometimes less than that, if they can afford Ableton, then they have a pretty jam-up solid music core because Ableton don't mess up. No. But what happens is when you get to that level of professional professionalness, it also gets to the point where if I chose to walk up during a song, the track don't care. No. Nope. If Grayson, as the worship leader, just felt like God wanted him to stop, he would literally have to go back to 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 tell the drummer at the laptop or whatever, hey, yeah. Hit pause, and what kind of transition is that going to be? That's going to be like yeah. slamming on brakes. Yeah. So we have to learn how to be sensitive to the Spirit of God, but yet still be able to use modern technology. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, some of y'all's bands sound really bad. You know, they're not they're not half. You know, they just picked up a guitar a year ago. Their their strings are squeaking. You know, as they yeah. play. They don't even have a professional guitar. Pickup's nasty, and it's mm-hmm. feeding back. And they could use some help like that. And Ableton provides that backup support. Maybe this kid that can't play guitar well is a great vocalist, though. Yeah. And and he's the only thing your camp has. Uh, there's ways to get Ableton on free um, uh, uh, time periods as well. Mm-hmm. You have to buy tracks to the songs you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really a, a a big asset for camps to use. But again, when you when you're trying to listen to the spirit of God, yeah. it can always also be a distraction too. But Absolutely. but can't every, everything though? Yeah, we have to figure it all out. Uh, there's bads and goods with everything. It's just about balancing it. Yeah, for ten sure. commandments of worship. You heard it here first. God bless you guys. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. And if you have any questions, we love to answer them right here on the show. Email us in, jay at crowderscamps.com or grayson at crowderscamps.com. Send us a question. Uh, We had a guy email us last week that's coming for food services and going to tour the camp and Mm -hmm. wants to talk to Brittany, our food service person. So, man, people are listening, and we're we're honored that you're listening. Send us some questions. Hey, what do you guys do about this? What do you guys think about that? We love to answer them on the show. Yes, All right? God bless you guys. (laughs) 